Hi, this is Julie Kerr, writer and director of the romantic comedy Geek Loves Punk, and this episode um, is going to be about the show Westworld. Um, Okay, so uh, Westworld season three ended probably a week or two ago, and I kind of had some stuff to say about it, but before I can really talk about season three, um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about season one first. And I consider this podcast a personal development podcast, so I'll be talking about the show a little bit, and then I'll talk about the things we can learn from the show. Um, So season one of Westworld, I think, is a very um, powerful season of television. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to say was, I mean, uh, it's a very powerful season of television. I'm going to talk about why it's so powerful. But um, one thing that's just kind of amazing about Westworld, the acting across the board is just phenomenal. And um, there's no bad apple in the bunch, so to speak. Like, all the actors are really amazing. Um, So, but I'm a micro-budget filmmaker, uh, so I haven't quite, quote-unquote, made it yet. (laughs) Um, But I'm hoping if I, quote-unquote, make it, uh, I'd love to work with Evan Rachel Wood and Tandy Newton one day. Um, I can't, I, I can't quite afford them <laughs> right now. The other thing that happens is sometimes actors, like if you're not, let's say you have a production company, and technically I'm my my production company is me. <laughs> I'm very micro budget, but let's say you want to hire an actor, like, uh, and you're not HBO. um by the way i love hbo so let's say you're a production company or you're me and you're just like a regular person or a micro budget filmmaker and you want to hire an actor sometimes actors will take a pay cut um but if they know you're not hbo uh but they won't they they will (laughs) they're they're in an actor's union so they can't exactly work for uh beer and pizza (laughs) you gotta pay them like something yeah okay you gotta pay them like a decent wage even if you can't afford to pay them what hbo pays them hey god bless hbo they make great shows uh i'm just not quite on the level of hbo uh okay so um so anyway yeah that's the the biggest thing about westward i would say is the act the acting is phenomenal but but season one is worth taking a look at uh, if you've never uh, if you've never seen the show, <clears throat> we're all kind of stuck inside because of uh, COVID nineteen, and um, so if you never watched the show, uh, I would say give it a gander. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm gonna use my blog as a little cheat sheet here. But so Westworld season one, I my thing is my little tagline: Hey, robots are cool. <laughs> okay. Um, and just to let you know, there will be minor spoilers in this podcast, uh, just because it's hard to talk about season one without minor spoilers. All right, but you can still enjoy this show even with the spoilers I'm about to do. Or you could go watch the show and then come back to this podcast, uh, whichever, uh, tickles your fancy. All right. So, all right. So I had a roommate who, um, who recommended, uh, Westworld and the way he described it was, Hey, it's this sort of weird robot show, but it's like really good. And it's like in the West and that's a great way to describe it. <laughs> now I'm a nerd and I talk about romance, uh, robots in my romantic comedy. So the minute you say, Hey, this movie, 
uh, is about robots or this uh, show is about robots, I'm in. I'm gonna watch it at least. I'm gonna at least watch one episode because I just think the idea of robots are cool. All right. Um, so, and then I saw on YouTube uh, there was an interview a couple years ago that Oprah Winfrey she interviewed Tandy Newton, and Oprah Winfrey watches Westworld, and I was like, well, if Oprah watches it, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and then once the credits rolled when I was watching the show, it showed Evan Rachel Wood in the credits. And I was like, well, awesome. She's a really good actor. So and I'd kind of forgotten about her because, uh, yeah, but I mean, she's just always given really great acting performances. So I was, I was really happy to see her in the opening credits. Um, okay. So the other, so here's the premise of Westworld. To me, it's a pretty interesting premise. It's from a movie in the 1970s. I watched the movie in the the 1970s movie after I saw the show, and like tonally, they're pretty different. But the but the movie's pretty good. Um, Okay, so the premise. Okay, Uh, Westworld is an amusement park for wealthy mean people. Uh, The park costs about forty thousand dollars a day to attend. The park mimics the world of the Old West. Uh, The park is filled with robots who look and act very human and are played by human actors like Tandy Newton and Evan Rachel Wood. Um, The robots are given roles and storylines all for the amusement of the park attendees. So some of the robots are cowboys, outlaws, uh, sex workers, and ranchers' daughters. So think like, you know how you and me, we go to Disneyland or Disney World because it's delightful and there's ice cream and there's cool rides? Uh, Westworld is the opposite of that. Uh, Disneyland is kind of promoting, I think, a positive message. Westworld is more uh, catering to people who want to be kind of sadistic. They want to, like, shoot robots and, uh, yeah. Uh, So it's, yeah. Oh, and I want to give a disclaimer if you're not used to HBO shows to my friends and family. Like, HBO shows... They're very well written. They t- uh, they probably had some of the best shows. Like uh, I love the show Sex and the City. It was very well written. Um, and those four characters, I'm blanking on their names, but Samantha and Charlotte and Carrie and Miranda. Yes, Th- those four women were so delightful. So anyway, so that's an example of a really great show. But just want to let you know, HBO shows tend to have some violence. Uh, they not Sex and the City. That was more of a rom, sort of a rom com. But <laughs> some of their shows tend to be violent, or they tend to have nudity in them, or they tend to have profanity in them. So just want to give you a heads up if you're not used to watching an HBO show. That's kind of the tone of HBO. Okay. Uh, okay, so with that, so why why do I like Westworld? Why do, why do I think Westworld season one is just, I think it's one of the greatest seasons of television um, ever. Like, seriously. Uh, so, so why? <laughs> okay, here's my answer. Uh, I'm going to give you three reasons. So the theme of fighting for personal freedom is super powerful. So the robots are thought of as like, glorified appliances so they're like toasters or they're like our phones or they're like you know what i mean they're like our dvd players or our tvs so they're just thought of like really fancy appliances to the park owners and the park managers so um they're just thought to be robots very realistic looking robots but then 
um, what we come to find out and watch, we watch two of my favorite characters is Dolores, played by Evan, Rachel Wood, and Maeve, played by um, Tandy Newton. What we watch is we watch these two characters um, gain consciousness. And we, and we come to realize that these, these robots have learned how to think for themselves. Like they have an identity. So basically artificial intelligence, true and true, has been created. And so if that's true, then they're not actually, they're, they're slaves in the park, right? And, and um, you got to let them go <laughs> if they have a consciousness. Uh, the park rangers, you have to let them go. But a big theme is, and it is like a dark show, but a big theme is just that um, the, the humans just won't humanize the robots. Um, even though the robots show really deep emotions, they're complex. Uh, they think th- thoughts. I mean, so, um, yeah, so it's just interesting watching the two robots, um, especially Maeve and Dolores, watching them gain consciousness, realizing they live in this mean West world where the men are mean to them, uh, really mean to them. <laughs> And and realizing that um, just just realizing realizing they're living in this world that's cruel, but they don't have to. They could they could get out of the world. Well, if the park rangers let them out of the world, they could. They don't have to be uh, dealing with all this suffering that they're dealing with at the hands of the humans. Uh, the humans who go to this park just to be mean to the robots, essentially, is what they do. They live out their cowboy fantasies and are really mean. Um, and so what you're watching is Dolores and Maeve fighting for their personal freedom. And that's a pretty compelling theme. So, And the idea of personal freedom is something we can all relate to. We all want the freedom to be who we are and live the lives we wish to live. And that's true for Dolores and Maeve, like, they want to live their own lives. They want to live their own authentic existences. And the other thing about the robots is there's like kind of a writer's room, and the writer's room writes these um, these storylines for them. And so, and 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 the storylines are kind of gnarly. So, and they have loops. So every day they kind of live out the same storyline that the writers have written for them. And so uh, Dolores's storyline is like oh, these really bad bandits kill her parents every night. And I think about how devastating that is. And then and then at the beginning of every day, they reset their brains where they don't remember what happened the day before. It's kind of like Groundhog, Groundhog Day, but they don't realize they're just living the same loop every day. So what we watch is we watch Maeve and Dolores kind of just like, you just watch them gain consciousness and want to live the lives that they want to live. It's it's just very it's very compelling, and the two actresses give such great performances. Um, and then, so the second reason you should watch the show, and I've already touched on this, but the show has good characters played by good actors. Um, so all the characters are interesting. Another character you watch is uh, this guy named Man. He's, he's at first he's called Man in Black, and then we find out his name is William. He's played by Ed Harris, very well played. Um, but this this guy is really, really, really mean. He's really mean to Dolores, and I do want to say trigger warning. 
in the first episode of the show, and he's played by Ed Harris, who is, I think, in his 50s or 60s. But, um, but you see William in the first episode. They cut away, but um, Dol- Dolores is basically in her 20s and this, like, innocent rancher's daughter. That's the role she plays. But then um, they show... Uh, oh, William... Uh, again, trigger warning, but basically William, they cut away, they don't show it, but William drags her to a barn and rapes her. Like, they imply it. that You don't have, you don't have to see it. You don't see anything bad, thank God. But you see him dragging her to a barn, and then you see her. Um, oh, Evan's such a good actor. She's, like, screaming, no, no, stop, no. So it's pretty horrifying. And then they cut away, so you don't have to see anything horrible, but... The, the, what they're implying is pretty hor- horrific, um, and but that's what make that's what makes it so compelling. When spoiler alert, when Maeve and Dolores win, it's very satisfying. It's watching their journeys is very satisfying. The show, um, the show has a really great payoff, and they don't sensationalize the violence too much, in my opinion, considering it's a HBO show. But they don't sensationalize the violence too much. Um, what they're showing is like, whoa, like these lives that they live, uh, Maeve and uh, Dolores, are pretty gnarly. <laughs> There's just violence and people being mean. So the idea of Maeve and Dolores fighting back is just really, really cool. <laughs> And they fight back. I don't know. So watching their journeys in season one is pretty great. Okay. Um, so the the evil character, William, at first he's called the man in black when we get to find out his name is William. And so uh, we come to find out why William, he's not just like this hateful misogynist. I mean, he is evil. <laughs> don't get me wrong. He's just evil, evil, evil. But we find out why he's so angry at Dolores. Apparently, when William was in his 20s, or not 20s, like late 30s, early 40s, uh, he came to the park for the first time. He met Dolores just through the robot Dolores, just naturally met her. And they went on this grand uh, adventure, and they fell in love. And they made love. They had sex. They were intimate. And they, they straight up fell in love and had this grand adventure. But then she something happens. There's like these bad guys or outlaws that attack them, something like that. Something happens. And what happens is whenever the robots get damaged, uh, the park rangers, you know, take the robots, take them back to like this robot clinic lab and clean them up and reset their memories to where they don't remember what happened. So... William and uh, Dolores go on this grand adventure. They fall in love. And then she gets hurt through some outlaws or something like that. And she runs away. And he go he goes looking for her. And then once he finds her, it's like the next day. And by this point, the park rangers have found her. Uh, they've cleaned her up. They've reset her memory. <clears throat> so William goes over to her. And she doesn't recognize him, like, at all. Because she's a robot, and her memory's been reset. And it's the only time in the entire show I feel empathy for, or feel bad for William. 
because that's tough. Like, basically, he fell in love with a woman who didn't love him back. Now, granted, this is a robot show, so she doesn't remember falling in love with him. It's not It's not her fault. You know what I mean? So, but, like, he resents that he fell in love with her. But the thing about it is, once we get to know the show, we find out that Dol- Dolores is not just a robot. She's very dynamic. She's the oldest robot in the park. She had basically the person who created her, an older brother figure played by Jeffrey Wright. He coached her in helping her learn how to have consciousness. It's pretty interesting. Like he wanted her to think for herself. It's it's just a really great arc. And so uh so so William it's it's pretty interesting. William spends the rest of his life kind of obsessed with Westworld and obsessed with Dolores. He fell in love with her and she didn't she didn't love him back. And it's kind of weird. <laughs> it's kind of weird that he never got over it. He never got over her breaking his heart. But that doesn't condone him being mean to her for 30 years. <laughs> Not at all. But it's just like, I think it's an interesting setup. Like, he's the villain, and it, it explains why he's the villain and it makes him not so bland or boring or you know like the boring bad guy he's actually the interesting bad guy i want him to lose (laughs) i want him to lose like i want him to fall off a cliff in the context of an hbo show where violent things happen like i want him to lose like kudos to ed harris for giving a great performance but yeah Okay, and then the third reason, and I've already touched on this, but the third reason I really like this uh, show is because uh, the reason number three, you root for the robots to win. Like, for sure you're rooting for the robots. <laughs> the humans are jerks. Now, if this show was about Disney World, the humans would be cute and sweet and awesome. But it's not that kind of amusement park, people. <laughs> Westworld is a very, like, the whole premise of the park, it's for sadistic people, so uh, wealthy sadistic people. By the way, not, I just, I don't want to, I kind of don't like the stereotype. I've, through marketing conferences and blah, 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 I've rubbed elbows with millionaires, um, multimillionaires, and I just want to say, not all rich people are bad. I'm a regular person, um, you know what I mean? At the moment, I'm unemployed. But in COVID-19, a lot of us are. But I'm a regular person. I'm a good person. The most I've ever made is five figures a year. I'm fine. I'm good. Uh, I don't know. Life is great. Can't complain. <laughs> but uh, but I've rubbed elbows with uh, millionaires. And um, they're not all bad people. Like, they just aren't. And they don't talk about how much money they give away or how much money they donate to charity or et cetera, et cetera. And I think, are there mean rich people? Of course there are. But there's mean poor people, although poor people, I grew up very poor. You know, poor people were dealing with a lot more stress as far as just paying for the necessities. But you know, there's mean poor people, there's kind poor people, there's mean uh, middle class, there's kind middle class there's mean wealthy people and there's kind, uh, empathetic wealthy people. So I think, but in this world of Westworld, all the rich people are mean. <laughs> They're all mean and that's the stance that Westworld has taken. And I was like, all right, okay, that's fine. Uh, but um, but Westworld's going to attract a certain kind of customer. <clears throat> but um, because all the humans are mean and they're really mean to the robots, you're definitely rooting for the robots to win. And I like that. I'm happy with that because the robots 
um, are not mean. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, uh, in the ro in a lot of the show is from the point of view of the robots, um, for sure. And let me just check my notes here. Uh, so the, this season ends with the idea that, that, that perhaps the robots will win over, the, uh, the mean humans. So like the last, it's just a very satisfying season of television. Like Maeve, you know, you see all the crap Maeve has to go through and then she, you see her win. Like you see her have a, have a lot of successes and it's just really cool. You see all the crap that Dolores has to deal with and you see her win at the end. So it's just, it's a very satisfying, uh, season of television. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so I do recommend the first season of Westworld. I think it's a great show. All right. Since uh, the idea of the first season, of sh the first season of Westworld, the real thing, the thing that makes it the most compelling, in my opinion, is the idea of personal freedom. I have three quotes here from my blog about freedom. Okay. First one is, I want freedom for the, f I want freedom for the full expression of my personality, Mahatma Gandhi. All right, second, we are all meant to be wild and independent and free, our hearts filled with a ferocious passion for life, Brendan Burchard. And then I'm going to quote myself for fun, we all want the freedom to be who we are and live the lives we wish to live. So yeah, okay, great show. And yes, uh, stick around. I'm about to plug my website and uh, my email list. All right. Thanks so much, guys. And remember to, uh, to um, appreciate the freedom you have in life overall to be who you are. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. I'm a, uh, here comes my plug. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, yes, I am Julie Kerr, writer and director of the romantic comedy Geek Loves Punk. And here's my call to action. Uh, if you could mosey on over to my website, www.juliekerrstudios.com. Um, that's where you can check out the romantic comedy that I did uh, make called Geek Loves Punk. Um, it's available at my website. You can also see tons of uh, free content, blogs, YouTube videos, uh, quote cards, and also... Uh, uh, my biggest call to action is if you could join my email list. If you join my email list, you immediately get access to a PDF worksheet that I designed and, and you get access to a video that, that explains how to use the worksheet. So, uh, what I did was I created a worksheet that helps you cultivate more love, joy, and kindness into your life every day. So, um, I grew up in an abusive home as a child and as an adult, I'm doing quite well. Uh, I studied personal development my whole life. Also watching tons of movies and reading tons of comics as a kid that helped too. <laughs> but, um, as, as an adult, I, I've, uh, studied personal development. And so what I've done is I've put down five daily habits that I do every day that just help me feel really good and awesome and amazing. And that puts me in a place where I can go and follow my dreams. So I created this easy PDF that, um, you can download and use yourself and follow the five daily habits that I do every day that help you, um, that help you feel good every day. Um, so yeah, if you could go join my email list, that would be super amazing. All right. Thank you so much for listening 
and i hope you're having the best day ever and hang in there things are things are weird right now with the coronavirus but i truly believe in my heart of hearts that everything's gonna be okay so just have faith that everything's gonna be okay thank you so much i'm julie kerr writer and director of the romantic comedy geek loves punk and god bless